Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. So you have these various jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And then you are gonna, you know, do stand-up. And then, uh, and your father's dead. And yeah. your mother, you're living in the basement of your mother's house. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you pretty much, I think you got successful pretty quick. You got like me, I was told I was funny early on and I was told, you know, I was different. You know, I wasn't like everyone else, but also, but I feel like you had that sort of people it, telling you you're funny. I got somebody called it breadcrumbing. And I guess that's a good way to say it. Like you get enough stuff every couple of years so you don't quit. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe if I didn't get anything for 10 years, I would have quit. But because I got, like, last comic standing, like, I don't know, right. six or seven years in, and then Montreal. Right. And that's why my mom started again, because she saw me getting stuff. And she was like, right. oh, I could definitely But she helped you. She helped you with your first set, right? First time you went on stage. She did she- help me with my first set, yeah. A little so, bit. So you start getting stuff. You get Montreal. Then you win some award at the New York Comedy Festival. Yeah, and, and then nothing and, happens for, like, uh, that, But that years. all... I know. That's what people don't realize. Like, you... It is the bread. It, it's true. It's so true. I didn't even but know for the name some for people, it. right? But for some people, with wieners and ball, no. But they get that. Then it becomes. It's just so not fair. Um, I just never took off, and I mean, I had the worst manager from Montreal. You probably know who it is. Do you know Wayne Rada? Wayne, I heard of that name. Yeah, he used to book stand up New York. Oh yes, 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 yes. He's like not a great person. I took him right. as my manager to Montreal. He stayed in my hotel room with me and my boyfriend. He fucked like a dude on my couch while I was sleeping. It was like my Montreal audition. My Montreal experience was the worst. No. He got into a fight. Oh, I wish you had called me. Oh, fuck. You can so always I, call me. Oh, thanks. But yeah. I'm just saying like, so yeah. after that, I didn't get anything for years. And I left him and then I got another manager. Just like I've I don't know. I just got little things like breadcrumbing, but right. you never pop. Right. I, I feel the same way about myself. Okay. So, um, so Margaret, your mother. No, Debbie. Uh, Debbie, who's Margaret Galligan? That's hilarious. Somebody wrote an article and said, that's my best friend's mother. I, somebody oh. wrote an, an article and said, that's my mother. That's hilarious. It's not. See how many but articles I, said I read? I said that to my friend. I know. And I was like, I wonder oh. if you read that article. You did. Yeah. Oh. Margaret Gallagher is my best friend's mother. Oh, all right. So you're, you start getting stuff and there's jealousy from your mother, right? Yeah. She would ask Wait. me how I got stuff. <laughs> and I, it would be. Like, well, people don't realize that, you know, you go up to, there are those fucking asshole comics where you, you get something and. Instead of the comic going, great, that's great. They go, how'd you get that? You know, but like my mother even was like, yeah. how'd you get that? And I was like, I don't know. I worked eight years really hard for it. <laughs> and I would get so bad at her because I'm like, you have the luxury of not even working. So you should be right. out every night doing eight spots. Right. Is she funny? She like, is funny. She's different from me, but she is funny. She does also have like a dark sense of humor, too, but right. not that much on stage. Like, right. 
want, like me and her, we do bond over shopping. Like we love right. to shop. Right. Um, and like, it is funny. Cause like sometimes we'll think of something and she's like, I can't say that on stage. It's just too dark. Like I remember we were, um, somewhere and like, maybe I was getting like a shirt that was like a large or an extra large. And she was like, well, why don't you try this one? She's like, you know, sometimes the kids, they make them smaller. And she's like, that's something I can never say on stage, but it is funny. Right. Like the kids making your clothes, they don't yeah. all sew the same. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which is really funny. You can say that. Why can't I you can, say that? Oh, I, yeah. can, I can say yeah. whatever. But I was saying she would think it doesn't fit her persona on stage. That is so fucking funny. Did you not tell her things on purpose so she wouldn't be like, where'd you get that? How'd you get that? She would find out. Right. Um, she would find out or I would tell her or she'd see it on Facebook. She, Right. What she would do that would bother me is she would um, tell other people I was her daughter and I think to try and like get stuff and that oh really pissed God. me off. Oh my. The last God. show I did with her, we did an, ur- my mom actually does a lot of urban shows and I used to do them right. too. Cause like if you're funny, they just, they'll laugh. They don't care. It's right, doesn't matter. Right. So she brings, my mom brings a bunch of her old white lady friends to this urban show that starts late and they're all like tired. It's like supposed to start at nine. It starts at like 10 or 11. They start right. chanting during another comic set. They want, they're like, we want Debbie. And I was like, this is the last show I will ever do with you. Right. And I right. think it might, we might've done one of the show after that. <laughs> That's so I was funny. mortified. I hate when people come to comedy clubs and act like fucking out. Like I don't go to your fucking office and act like that. You fuck. So you then in 2000, is it 13 or uh, you got Letterman? But yeah, you spent a year and a half. Jesus this Christ. Is, what have you, how much practice, like, what did you do to find all this stuff? Out? I do my research. Because it's not all in one place. I know. I do a lot of things. Um, So you... So crazy. I think that people do not like, I really want you to help explain this. You have Letterman wants you. They they're like, you're great for Letterman. And you are, you're perfect. You're, you're New York. You're, you know, he, he doesn't like, you know, like me, like, Hey, what the fuck? You know, like the loud, he likes very cerebral. You're, you're just perfect. But for a year and a half, there were three bookers. So this right. is the problem. I got stuck with the booker. Which one? Ryan, who was scared to take a Any risk. risk. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would ask him about a joke and he'd say, you can't do that. And then I'd ask him a month later and he'd be like, you could do that. I was like, how come you tell me? And he goes, it depends what we get in trouble for that week. So, I mean, I'm, <sighs> I'm seeing other people get a Letterman audition and then getting it three months later. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Why? Like, why is this taking so long? And, and then- did you tell anyone you were, you had gotten Letterman? Cause I never tell anyone anything until I'm done with it. But I think I probably told like a couple of close friends. Like right, I didn't right. like brag about you it. Like, you know, I no. hate those comics that are like, yeah, I'm doing this. And you're like, oh, shut the fuck up. All right. Yeah. So, okay. No, maybe. So a you're told. It. Okay. And so, Ryan has to go around to the clubs with you, right? So Ryan's not even how I got on. Right. There was a woman that worked. Yeah. He's the person I went through, but there was a woman that was also one of the bookers. She had a baby and my friend was like, hey, you should just tell her congratulations. You know, she knows who you are because she has seen you. Right. I congratulated her and she's like, hey, where are we with your set? Let's get you on the show. And then she got me a spot like two weeks later or something. It was very quick once it went through her. But that dude, if it was up to him, I would have never gotten on. Well, she's a woman. 
and he's a fucking afraid cat guy. Okay. What is he scared. doing now? Is he very important? Okay. I think he books another like late night show, maybe Colbert or something. Oh, all right. So, okay. So you have the set put together and they know what it is. And they, do they keep saying no? They move my set around a bunch. Um, I couldn't start out with the joke. I, they wouldn't let me do my opener and they wanted me to put my closer in the middle. Right. And then I was like, all right, I'll move my opening joke. Cause the joke is about like eating baby carrots and how like, Oh yeah. The blind joke. I fucking love that. But they wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let me open with that because I said blind. Okay. So so can we tell, let's just tell everyone the joke. Um, it's so fucking funny. You're in an elevator. I was in an elevator eating a bag of baby carrots and this guy's like, those are really good for your eyes. And I was like, I know I used to be blind. (laughs) And then they wouldn't let me do that joke as the opener. They were because I said blind. So I don't like, it's just that around. Oh, okay. And then my Um, closer was about seeing two female cops and like, Oh, this is the best. They want to move that to the middle. Yeah. They wanted me to move that to the middle of the set. Cause they, cause I, the original punchline was like, if I called 911 up and two women showed showed up, I'd just be like, I could just do this myself. Right. And I was like, great. Now a joke. And I was like, now all three of us are going to get, I think I said choked or stabbed. And they were like, that's too violent to end. You could put it in the middle. I was like, well, what if I just change it to robbed? And they were like, okay. But like, I had to fight for every joke with that. That's what people don't realize. Like these sets are, uh, you know, scrutinized, you know, rebooted. Like it's ridiculous what they do to comics to do fucking four to six minutes on a late night show because they're afraid of the FCC and they're afraid of the host. It's fucking horrible. Well, also you're a comic, you know, what joke is a closer, right? So, but they're just like, Hey, just close with another joke. And you're like, no, that's not actually how the set works. Like there's a, you know, a closer is the biggest joke. So yeah. Yeah. I did that and nothing really happened after that either. I would like to work the next day. You did anyone. All right. So you first of all, you killed. Please go online and look at Adrian Apolucci's Letterman set. It's so fucking funny. And you killed. You fucking killed. I had a good set. And you get up the next morning. And it's just that is the thing about stand up. It's like you can fucking work at, you know, Carnegie Hall. And then the next night you're at some shitty club trying out new material and everyone hates your fucking guts. I like, it's just, it really, you, it's hard to have an ego as a stand-up comic. Well, also what was funny about that is I did well. And then he asked me to come sit at the chair with him. And I thought right. that was like such a cool thing. Right. And then I talked to Eddie Brill that night and he was, and he like took it away from me. He's like, well, that was planned ahead of time. It had nothing to do with your performance. Uh, and I was you know like, what? And I was like, just let me have it. Well, right. Who cares? Right. Why would you even tell? And, I, and, and like, it wasn't I, planned. And I can tell you right now it wasn't planned. Okay? I know. It's like, why couldn't you just he just let me have that? he walked up to you way? after. He walked know, up to but you. So, but he couldn't even let me have that. And I was like, why? Just let me you have it. You know why. You but know so why. Dumb, right. I was like, just let me have it. It's so dumb. Why are you taking that little bit of right. joy? Right. And I was just like, oh, okay. I didn't know that. And I wish and Howard Stern was on that night too. So the audience yeah. was riled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Howard Stern was on, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he uh I wish I in retrospect, like I could go back and have been like, Hey man, why'd you have to tell me that? Or like I know. that's not well, even you, true. You could. I'm not gonna do it now. I know. I, no I, point. Maybe I will. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
So, oh, I've called him out on a lot of shit, but I, I still love him. I've known him forever, but I have. I love him too. He's always yeah. been very nice to yeah. me. But it was just a weird thing where I was like, we're Don't not take- competing. Yeah. Hello. Hey, everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality, and they are, when I say ready-to-eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and literally, you heat them for two minutes. Every week, you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto, I Just Did Chef's Choice, 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And Factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50, to get... 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at Factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. You were also in a car accident. Yes. That, is that, is that your first bout of depression or? My first bout of depression was right after my dad died. Like, I didn't realize how depressed I had gotten, but that Mm -hmm. was when it started. I think I took off a semester from school, and I was just, like, in my basement by myself as, like, a depressed, sad person. Right. And did anyone say, Adrian, you need to, you know, get some help? I don't think so. Everyone is, I think everyone was, I mean, like, we did go to therapy on and off my whole life, but, like, it was about therapy. We went to family therapy, which is awful. Like we went to go see this guy, Dr. Jaffe. His office smelled like garlic. <laughs> and we would we didn't talk about anything that was actually pertinent to feelings. We argued right. about who was gonna clean the bathroom. Like oh, so nothing that Yeah. So it was nothing that was actually productive. But I have been in therapy since I was like a kid. Right. Um, and then you so when was this car accident? 
almost a car accident. I think I got into two. Oh, one, nice. Well, they weren't even my fault. One was right. a drunk driver hit me, and the other <gasps> one was I was driving to school, and this woman was driving on the Bronx River. This one, I was going to Westchester, and she lost control of her car, and her car went like this and hit me oncoming, <sighs> and I totaled my Jeep. What was weird about that is I totaled my Jeep, the airbags went off. And like when I woke up, my dad's uh, mask card was in my hand. It was such a weird thing. Right. Because he had just died pretty pretty recently before that. But yeah, I don't think that made me as much depressed as like just my dad dying. Yeah, it's fucking sucks. And, you know, I don't know. And when you're in your 20s, it sucks even more. But I mean, it sucks. Other kids have, you know, lose whatever. Okay, so um you go to work the next day after you're, and so you're back down to, you know, level zero. Does anyone in the office um, say, oh, I saw you on. Well, this is the thing, my boss. um, So at this point I'm working as a, like a paralegal. Right. And my boss, I got very close with my boss there and she actually came to the taping and she did buy me a Letterman uh, hoodie and left it on my chair. I might have not, I might've asked if I could have that next day off. And she was like, yes, but on Monday I saw it. She was, they were very nice to me, her and uh, my male boss. He drove me nuts, but like- Were they, they were Jewish? Great. He was Jewish. She was uh, Hungarian okay. and Italian, I think. I don't know. Okay. I just had to ring the bell. Okay. Um, Wait, what is the bell for? Anytime something's Jewish? Yes. Anything that's Jewish, oh, it's a bell I ring. didn't know that. Oh, well, Mr. Meltzer God. was Jewish. Okay. So um, this is 2013, 2000. When do you quit your job? 2013, they closed and then oh. I just stopped working and like right. did a little, got a little bit of road stuff from Letterman, did a couple of festivals. And then I think I kind of just struggled for years. And then I would like nanny on and off. I did that for a bit. Like last year when I did the Degenerates, it wasn't even that much money, but it was the most right. money I've ever made doing stand up. Right. And it wasn't you know, even that much. Right. Yeah, they used to pay way more. But did did you feel (laughs) did you feel more confident or respected by the other comics after you, you know, did Did Letterman? Letterman? Yeah. Um, I guess I've always felt pretty respected by comics. Yeah. I feel like the industry doesn't respect me. Oh, please. Or they don't or they don't like me or I've I've always felt very respected by comics. But yeah, I don't feel like I'm not an industry darling. They don't like me. Yeah, well, they don't like what I do. I do, and you know what? Comic. It takes one person. It takes one person. One. I know. That's it. And you know, I'm 58 years old. I'm still doing this shit. Okay, so um, that's crazy because you look really young. Oh, thanks. And you had kids. I had kids, and I yeah, I'm 58. My mother had really good skin, but uh, you know, and I'm immature. So there you go. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know if that has anything to do with it. <laughs> so you did last comic standing. Now I know yes. a lot of people that did last come. I, I hate, and I know you do too. I read somewhere that you said you don't like the competition part of it, but you thought it would, you know, I don't, I feel like you can't like, it's a sense of humor. Like, you know, yes, we know what's funny and what's, you know, really fucking funny. Cause we're comics, but well, I don't know. That kind of thing really pissed me off. I did the last comic standing twice. And the second yeah. time I, I, I did better the first time. And then the second time I did it, it was right around the same time, right after Letterman. So I did right. that same five minute set. And Roseanne was just like, that set's not that great. And I want to be like, I just did that on Letterman. But she was like, <laughs> uh, 
She was like, I think the ending was good, but the other jokes weren't that great. And I was like, all right. All right. Well, take care. And want to, here's yeah. a racist tweet for you to write and have a nice <laughs> life. Okay. So you get, you have a very hilarious presence on social media, which, all right. Okay. So I have a love hate relationship with the social media Me because too. I, for, you know, most, I guess maybe most of my, yeah, most of my career, there was no social media. Like it was notebook, get on stage. You know, there was none of this. You're going to be a star because you got this many, you know, likes on something or that something went viral. Your dating stuff. Oh, those Tinder things. I've decided I'm going to turn them into a book. And I just got another account because I was just, I got, I keep getting like blocked and suspended and shit, but I just started trolling people on social, on um, dating sites. Right. Please do a couple of your favorites. So you'll go on Tinder and you'll start a conversation. I'll start a conversation and the more desperate they are, the more fun it is. Like I remember there are a couple that are like my favorite one was this guy that it was like four or five in the morning. I couldn't sleep. It was like this redheaded fireman. And I could tell he thought like I was going to help him jerk off, which is great because they will go along with anything you say. Right. So I told him at one point I was a fireman, but I thought they were just going to let me cook. And, you know, I couldn't bring any of the stuff out. And he's like going along with all this stuff. And he's like, oh, I'm kind of in a naughty mood. I was like, speaking of naughty mood, have you watched the Michael Jackson documentary? <laughs> and you could just see how. And I was like, would your brother gotten fucked by white Michael Jackson or black Michael Jackson? And then he just like stopped talking to me. But that moment, I ruined that for him and I loved it. Right. And you then take a picture of it on your phone and put it on Instagram. And it's the fucking funniest thing. I mean, you're. Yeah. It also is the most fun thing. Right. It makes me laugh. Right. Like I'm doing it. And I'm like, I can't believe these people are this dumb. Right. Well, but dudes uh, are very dumb, right? D- you got kicked off. Like what happened? So this is what will happen. I will like when I feel like I've pushed them too far that they're going to report me. I will just mm-hmm. I will just like screenshot everything and then delete them to try and not get kicked off. Right. But eventually people report you. So you just keep getting suspended. So now and- I, like I, I have to go to my friends that I feel like have good enough marriages where they're not going to need Tinder and be like, can I use your account and phone number and stuff? That's hilarious. So I just got a new account. Oh, that's great. I can't wait for more. Um, any other good ones? There's I mean, so they make ones. me the fucking, cra- they make me crack up so much. I mean, there was one guy that said he liked the hat that I had on and I told him how I was, uh, I modeled hats on the side, but it's like a really backstabbing business, but it's okay if you don't get stabbed in the head. And I told him about how like, <laughs> A lot of people don't know this, but like I said, I had this uh, roommate where she would do this thing where like the tinier your head is, like the more beautiful you are. So she would do this thing where she would put herself in like Russian nesting dolls till her head was so small. (laughs) And I said, and then she ends up dying, but she couldn't even enjoy it because her head was so tiny. And I mean, dudes will just like be like, that's crazy. And then still just keep talking to you. The funniest part of it is that they, they think you're serious. And then, and, and, and it's so fucking ridiculous. And they're going along and you're like, you're a fucking stupid. That's why fucking Trump was president for people because of people like that. Yeah. But those people are everywhere. Like I put a joke. I mean, 
I hate social media because I don't think people really understand comics on there. Like I said, I miss right. Trump and somebody, and I was like clearly joking. And this lady was like, right. this is a hard unfollow. And I was like, and I said, to her, I was like, well, you follow Ari and he donated half a million dollars to Trump Towers to keep him afloat during the pandemic. And instead of knowing that's a joke, they were like, I'm unfollowing him too. And you're like, oh, I hate all of this. I know. That's, I hate social media. I hate it. I hate it. Um, My worst days are the days I'm on there the longest. Yeah. My most depressing days and saddest days in pandemic are when I'm on there a long time. It's also like I definitely have feel it emo- mentally when I've been on my phone too long. I get anxiety and I'm like, get this fucking thing away from me. It's hard. It's really hard, especially when you're a comic and you're so used to like, OK, I'm going to get on stage. I'm going to get a reaction immediately. And now the only time we can get a reaction is like we write something funny on Twitter and they're waiting to see if people think it's funny. You know, it's like fucking mental. Well, also, everyone just cares about what your Twitter following is and like how many followers you have on Instagram. So it's like you're programmed to like try and get all these followers. You can do the roads. You can make money. It's just like you're ingrained to try and get these followers every day. And it's. I don't know. I find it frustrating. I hate it because, you know, I remember thinking, oh, my God, I have to have a lot of followers after, you know, I've done this for over 30 years, 35 years. Um, Now I have to get followers. And I'm thinking. And then I looked up like James Taylor and Carol King, and I'm like, like these fucking TikTok people have more followers than like these legends, you know, so I was like, fuck it. You know, half my audience doesn't fucking give a shit about. So I watched uh, Letterman's Netflix show. He had Kim Kardashian on. Yeah. And she said to him that her two younger sisters, I think Kendall and Kylie, she's like, they have no idea who you are. No fucking yeah, That's way. what she said to him. And he was just kind of like laughed at it. But like, yeah, he's so famous and they have no idea who he is. It's just ridiculous. One of my favorite jokes of yours uh oh, let's hear it's it. It's the chapstick joke. It's so fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. brilliant. That is a brilliant joke. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You have a new album out. Uh, it's called Baby Skeletons. Baby Skeletons, yes. And how is that doing? And tell us a little bit about that. So I taped it in 2018 and I used it to try and get like a special. And then I was going to tape a special. I was going to tape a special last year. Yeah. And then that didn't happen. I know. And then I was like, I guess I'll put this out to try and make some money. So I'm not homeless. Right. Um, I don't. And then you don't. And then you realize you don't get any money for a really long time. Yeah. Right. So I have no, I have no idea how it's done. You know, I've gotten some positive reaction from it, but I don't know. I don't think anything really happens. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, how, how is it doing? I'm like, I guess good. Right. It's not like I've gotten a letter from anyone in the, the business. And it's like, you've reached the well, standard. No one, I know, but no one's doing anything like literally everyone. Yeah. There is no business. And you know what? Who the fuck knows what the business is going to be after this is all over. It would be great if the business was eradicated and you could just put your shit on YouTube. Like you can right. and just blow up from that. Like right. Andrew Schultz is pretty much proof of that. Netflix right. didn't want his special. I don't think he's Jewish. I think he's German. (laughs) Fuck that shit. Okay. Um, but maybe he is. I don't know. But he didn't. They didn't want a special. I don't think he is. They didn't want a special. He has gone on stuff trashing them. 
And then right. he builds this, he releases his own special on YouTube. And, you know, he has a pretty good following. He's on, like, right. Charlemagne show. Right. And, like, he goes and builds, like, this viral audience. And then Netflix came to him. Right. So it's like, they it don't give even, a shit. They don't give a shit. Right. So, and it's because he has over, you know, a huge follow. He has, like, over a million followers. And he's very funny and talented. And you're like, right. these these people don't even care what you're saying about them. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, if they can make money off of you, they will. By the way, he was he, the most watched comedian on for 2018 and 2019 on YouTube. That's mm. great. He's probably making a killing off YouTube. Right. See, I don't have the patience for that shit. You know what why I mean? Why don't you have a, why don't you have someone doing it for you? I I just I have someone but I don't know. I mean, I, I have someone doing my social. I just can't and I just I get it. I don't want to put on fucking make I don't know. I just I'm such a purist. I like I really do love the live audience and just take some of your older stuff and put it back out on I know. YouTube and stuff. That's what you don't really even have to produce new stuff. I mean, you can, but I have to get it. Do you, you, do, what if they own it like comedy central and all that shit? Can you still get you, it? I think so. All right. I'm I don't know. I don't think I'm I've gonna, ever, I've done like do nothing really on comedy central, but your manager can probably get it for you. Oh, cause they really work hard. And so, well, uh, <laughs> And my HBO, my old HBO. Yeah, that would be. I'm going to yeah. do that. Thank get you, Adrian. Old, get your old HBO special. Right. Get someone to caption it. Put it on YouTube. Put it on all your social media. Ask, right. Have people share it and stuff. And like you can start making money off YouTube if you're not already. I mean, I'm, I'm not. not in a, well, I'm not either. But like, do you know Liz Neely? Yes. She's one of my closest friends. Hilarious. I love her. She's so and like she's another person where the industry has not been like that gracious to her and she's built her own following and right. she's got, you know, like 50 or 60,000 followers on Instagram, wow. and the same on TikTok, And she's kind of built her own thing and she works really hard. And she's an example yeah. of somebody that like you can build your own audience and it's you can also, really say fuck the industry. Right. And you also have to just reinvent yourself and do the work. That's it. You're going to be, you're going to work for the rest of your life because you're, I hope all, so. You are because you, because you didn't get handed something. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, no one likes me anymore. It's like the key to this business is when you get something that you're prepared. And when you are not like everyone else, you will have a longer career because you know, character actors or different kinds of performers, as they age, for some reason, they get more work and their stuff. Yeah, it's true. I want everyone to follow you because uh, you are, you remind me, remind me a little bit of Margaret Smith. Do you, did you ever? See I've been her? told that before. Yes. Um, she was That's one funny. of my, I used to open for her. I love that you do what you do and don't give a shit and you have to keep not giving a shit because you're fucking funny. And I just, you know, like I, my book came out and you're just like the perfect example of it's not, the joke's not about you and you can talk about anything as long as it's funny. And you're a, you're a very good craftsperson. You're like, great. I just, I love your stuff. I That's fucking so nice. love it. Thank you so, so much. That made my whole week. Oh, please. But also right. I think people need to realize you can talk about anything and it's also doesn't mean you don't see the seriousness and the awesomeness right. in it. You're not, right. So it's like, I, 
don't think people get that you can separate that. Right. Cause their, their program, like, you know, I talk about it in my book. Um, but I talk about, you know, if I'm doing a joke about the Holocaust, if you're doing a joke about a school shooting, you're not lessening the horror. You're not, you know, saying it wasn't awful. You're acknowledging that it happened, but you're, you know, you're looking at it. It's it, that's the thing. People are like, you're cheapening it. No, we're not. We're not cheapening it. We're talking about it. You know, like I get people who get mad at me about my Holocaust stuff. And I'm like, I get on stage every night and talk about the Holocaust. So you can talk about whatever you want. Yeah, it's like so, you're entitled to not like something, too. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I respect yes. anyone's right to not like me as a comic. Right. That's totally cool. But when people try and cancel you yeah. for jokes they don't like, and it's like, well, do you, what else do you talk about your own trauma? And it's like, right. yeah, man, I had a childhood where that's how I dealt with life through humor. Right. Do you know what I mean? And that's how most comics. Adrian, if you have not read my book, I'm you going have to read, read my book. You'll love it. I'm going it's to. So I don't read. I never read, but I'm going to read your book. All right. Or you can get the audio bucket, but it's my annoying voice. Um, but it really is. This is what it's all about. Cancel culture and comedy and First Amendment it's rights. It's so frustrating. Everyone yeah. wants oh my to cancel God. me. You have to read it then, please. I'm going to. All right. Um, and I want you to know I want to read it. I'm just lazy. That's fine. Um, and brutally honest, which I love. Um, okay. So before we go, I asked yes. my, my guests, my guests, um, okay. questions. Uh-oh. Number one. Oh, How no, many people have I fucked? No, I'm kidding. Hey, <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> have you ever had a lesbian? No. Um, what we're very pro mental health. I suffer from it. You know, we already talked about this. Um, so what do you do for your mental health, for your depression, for your, like, how do you take care of your mental health? Sometimes I'm better with it than other times. Mm-hmm. Um, getting out of the house. If I'm in the house too long, I start going fucking berserk. Yeah. And then I break up with my boyfriend and tell him him and the new puppy have to leave. Right. And he, and he's just like, all right, let's dial it down. Like what's going on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I love it. What does he do? Uh, he works in a, what's he do right now? He works in like a factory. Doing oh, he's like t- normal. He's normal. He's a normal okay. person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a normal guy. That's so um, funny that he gets you like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then last night I was like, I'm going to get rid of this puppy. Cause it's just like too much work. And then I, this is what, what my night was last night I'm driving to the, um, laundromat. And I was like, I can't get rid of this puppy. I love her. And then I was like, Oh my God, I didn't realize like my biological father just gave me away so easily. And I can't even give this puppy away. <laughs> and I was like, it, I was in a spiral. I was in a spiral by myself at 6am at right, the laundromat right. by myself. That's what I was doing this morning. That is, I love, you got, you have to write a bit about that, that you can't I'm give your puppy to. away. And I know. Father, yeah, I should call that's him up and hilarious. ask him how he did it. Right. That is fucking great. Uh, but, that's such a great bit. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. But I was so upset. I realized right. that. I was like, oh my God. Like I've never dealt with any of that stuff. So yes, talking to friends. I have friends that are very good. I could call anytime. Um, Therapy. Therapy, getting outside the house, walking, hiking, just like yeah. honestly getting off my phone. My phone right. leads me into deeper depression. Same, same. Yeah. The final question, you know, the podcast is called Kill Me Now because as you know, I get pissed off about every fucking thing to, you know, the nth degree. So what pisses you, what makes you fucking crazy angry? It could be anything that just fucking gets you like. Driving. I have terrible road rage. 
terrible okay, so road rage. Specific, because I, I I think Elisa has I, I I have road rage too, where I'm like, I get to the point like if if someone all right, this is so unreal, like it's too much. But like when you drive on Cape Cod, right? There's one part of the road that is it's just one lane, and they'll be a fucking slow person, right? Who I go in my head and I'm like, like it becomes you're fucking up my life. You are fucking up what I want to do in my life. Right? You know, like, and I, it's so ridiculous. It's just like someone just drives slow and I take it into this fucking level of you ruined my day. It's a personal you, attack on your life. Yes. They yes. personally set out to ruin your day. Yeah. I remember I would, when I was driving a lot, I would seriously drive and fake shoot people. Like everyone would just be fucking dead. I'd be like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. That's what I would do. Did anyone ever see you? I don't know. Probably not. But like I was, that's what I would do. I'd be like, you're, you're useless. You shouldn't be here. I have the worst word rage. I think. Do you scream in the car? Do you cry? Like I am like, you fucking fuck, you know. Sometimes, sometimes I'll get upset, but mostly, um, I think if I had a gun in New York city and drove, I would shoot everyone. Right. Right. I think most yeah. people would. It's just yeah. you're you almost leave your body and become another person. It's true. I don't know what the mm-hmm. fuck that is. And you know, New Jersey, Everyone, I, we're all rushing to get nowhere, like to go home. Right. Like it's just like I you want to get there as quick as you can. And road rage is probably my number one thing. That I that and like the cancel culture. Oh, I can't with that shit. It's like, you know what? If you don't like a fucking joke. Then not listen to please. it. Yeah. Turn the channel. Like, shut the fuck. It's not about you. It's awful. I love that you have road rage. I, I. The most. Yeah. It's bad. I, mine gets really bad too. It's like, and there are people like, do you have friends that are like, well, don't get, you know, it's not a big deal. I don't, like sometimes I'm in a cab and the guy is like really calm, you know, like some fucking makes you nuts. And, and they're like, why well, get upset about something like that? You know, it's a big deal. So it's a big deal. And I think like, it depends where I'm at in my life. If I'm right. in a good place, I could be kind of like that. But if I'm right. I can never. In, a pande- in a pandemic yeah. and have to be a barista, I'm just like I also, mad at the world. If I see a bumper sticker I don't like, like Trump <laughs> Pence or NRA or something, like I then have a mission to like go up next to them and be like, you fucking fu-. I mean, like, and they don't even look at me. It's like, but I get this whole like, you fucking piece of shit. You know, it's bad. And you probably also just like develop a whole story for them. Yeah. Oh, please. It's beyond. Um, it's not fun living in this head, but uh, I have no other choice. But Adrian, I can't thank you enough. You're fucking hilarious. Do not quit ever. I'm not going to quit. And but you, I'm going to call we, you when I want to. You please. I you don't know how many fucking people I. I talk out of the, you know, talk off the ledge. And also we have to work together because you're perfect to work with me because you're so fucking funny and smart. I would love to to do. Let's do. I wish we could do a, like a show with all women that wasn't a women's show. It's always branded as a woman's show. And you're like, can't we just be funny? Also in my book. Also in my book. You saw me. I'm going to read it. It is going to be the only book I've read this whole pandemic. But you'll love it because it's so it's exact. You'll love it. And there's I'm gonna so get much on my phone. There's so much history of 
how we got to like a lot of stand up, a lot of history of censorship and stand up and stuff. You really learn a lot about how we got to this fucking place. But let me ask you one question. Do yes. you think we are going to get to the place where it's going to get worse? I thought the pandemic, it would get better because people would see the seriousness of like death and all this stuff right. and loosen up. And I think it got worse. I agree with you. And I, I thought it, it was going to get better and it got right. worse. Um, it definitely got worse. And it's and it's also this fight of like who owns free speech now, like the right wing haters or the left, you know, like that's also in the book. It's the left and the right, you know, the extreme. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, fuckface, orange fuckface, his speech incites violence, you know, and, yeah. and, and and we're just trying to fucking make you laugh, you fucking asshole. You know, it's yeah. all. Yeah, I, I think, I'm going to read it. Oh, I love you. All right. I am. I'm going to order it when I get off the phone. OK, you're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, fo- where can everyone follow you? Um, You can follow me on Instagram. Adrian Appalucci. Twitter. I-A-P-A-L-U-C-C-I. OK, yes. not A-I-A. OK. Yes. But if you spell wrong Twitter, I mean, yeah, Google's they do. pretty good about being like, did you mean this lady? Right. Um. I don't know. Listen to Baby Skeletons, The Degenerate season two. I was the last episode. You know, it's so funny when I was upset about my dumb situation with my dad and stuff last night, I got a message on Instagram from some guy who had just watched The Degenerates and loved it. Yeah. It was like, it was like a little bit of karma that I needed. Yeah. So I don't know. There's something out there. I don't know what it is, but there is something. Um, Vag podcast. Listen to that. V-A-D-G-E, everyone. Yeah, not V-A-G, which mm. a lot of people think. Yeah, um, idiots. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Adrian Apolucci. How fucking hilarious is she? Huh? Now, Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmeling, and this podcast would not be possible without the help of Brittany Joe Sowards, nor would my life be possible without the help of Brittany Joe Sowards. Anyway, if you like the show, subscribe, please. Leave a review, please. Please, five stars, please. Then I get more listeners. And then people like me more. And it's all about me, 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 me. Speaking of me, if you haven't purchased my book, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Seriously, like, I don't even know what to say at this point, okay? It's an awesome book. If you love stand-up, if you love me, how can you not? Uh, read the book. I mean, look, there's nothing going on right now anyway. <laughs> there's a pandemic. <laughs> so that's it. Also, on March 13th, I will be performing live on a stage at the Fairfield Theater in Fairfield, Connecticut. They're only allowing 100 tickets. So get your asses there, buy your tickets, and then some of it's going to be live streamed. I mean, all of it's going to be live streamed, but I don't know how many tickets are selling for that. But anyway, please, if you want to laugh... March 13th. And if you live in Connecticut, and if you don't, just drive there. You have nothing to do. Anyway, that's all I have to say right now. It means so much to me. If you check everything out at my website, judygold.com, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D.com, or you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I will, you know, you'll hear what I have to say, what I'm thinking and what I'm doing. What more can you need for your life? So uh, everything's at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. You know, like Jew, because I'm a Jew. Jew. Keep wearing your masks, everyone. I hope everyone gets a vaccine soon and we're done with this fucking shit. And uh, stay safe. I love you all. And as we always say, so long. And-
and uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long. Uh,